You're listening to a very moody sports show brought to you by Moody and Sons Electrical. Call for any electrical needs at 478 4328, area code 864. And follow us on Twitter, Instagram at Moody Sports Page, and follow and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Moody Sports Page on YouTube. Thanks for the support. Welcome into a very moody sports show. I'm Daniel Moody. And I'm Andy Ingalls. Not Zach Whittington exactly. Zach, we hope you're doing well. Texted him today. He said he's doing all right. I texted him on Thursday. We'll post surgery text because Zach did tour ACL meniscus, went to the doctor, got it confirmed with the doctor. Surgery, I think that was Tuesday surgery. It may have been Wednesday. But Texan went Thursday, he said he was doing all right. So the pod got delayed as far as recording a little bit. I wanted to try to get something out a little earlier, but we were giving Zach some time to see if he was going to be able to record today, Sunday. He is not. So Andy, graciously, dude, here to fill in for honor. us. What an honor, dude. And um, prayers up for my man. I'll try to do my best to fill in. To fill in oh, dude, Andy, yeah. you'll, you'll do spectacular. We got a little, we got some triumph news to talk about some big win, big three points last night. There's definitely college football approaching. So with Andy being an avid college football lover, like myself, I figured we could get into a little week zero week one talk, perhaps I've got some, and takes. Then, I've got uh, some takes. but before we get to all that, got to update Daniel's situation. As far as the tournament, did play in the Tiger River Tussle 3, third one in the edition of the Tiger River Tussle. I do plan to play in the fourth next year, I hope. Um, but yes, good time at the tournament. Didn't do exactly what I wanted overall. He did fantastic. But he did a great job. Yeah, so first round, uh, got out there really really calm, really cool. First call, uh, four through group of people I played with, the three, car, uh, three people on my card were really nice, really cool guys. And uh, I finished... Seven over, which is the better best score I'd scored on the course up to that point, like since signing up for a tournament. So I was really happy with that. I was about in midpoint of my division, which was about 18 people. So really ideal overall. Second round, cool card overall. Definitely a little more quiet, not as like chatty and yeah. whatnot. Um, but Andy was there, so I do get the caddy observations. I, I brought the bad luck for the second round. Oh, no, you did not. Yeah, I did, dude. I was tired. <laughs> I was tired, too. I will say, I need to definitely work a little on some conditioning because, like, that long Tiger River course, two rounds of it was a lot. Like, I was definitely tired towards the end. Yeah. But uh, second round, I had a couple more, like, hole 17 got me little three putt on it for a triple bogey which is like that's really the big one that hurt me um and then i just had a couple throws that went out of bounds the wind picked up a little bit i felt like on the background but i was definitely tired and uh you know finished plus 15 and i sort of after the triple bogey sort of checked out on my score a little bit because i know yeah like i hit that triple bogey that was like the third or fourth hole we had played at that point on the back on the second round and I sort of just in my head go, well, that's probably killing it on the chances as far as placement. And so now we're just sort of throwing, having fun. The rest of the throws overall, I think the rest of the holes I didn't do too bad on overall. But yeah, that triple bogey definitely hit. And I was just like, mm, all right, well, that's probably done as far as score. So I really didn't look at what I was scoring. I scored for the card, yeah. but I wasn't paying attention to where my points were, my, my score was until like I put that last one in and I said minus 15 and I was like ooh 
that's a lot worse than I thought. So, yeah. but fun time. Definitely we'll go back and do another tournament. I'm probably going to sign up for one in September looking and then definitely one in October. Uh, but yeah, overall, good time. Andy, Any uh, anything you noticed as the caddy? You you did tell me I definitely need to uh, not be as like in a rush, which I wasn't like rushed by anybody. I was just playing my quick, natural chuck-a-disc yeah. style, I guess you would well, call well, you, it. I mean, we played pretty fast anyway, but yeah, I just thought there were a few times like you could have just kind of taken a moment like on the second hole when you just w- went up there and whipped that thing within like two seconds. Two seconds. Man, take a breather. Quick. Just take a breath. Um, and yeah, the, yeah, just being tired for sure I think was a big thing because like, dude, even like, I was tired just carrying your bag around, dude, and I think, I think part of it was like, you know, like when we're playing it, takes us what like an hour hour and a half yeah we're not in the heat as long just being out in the heat yeah for an extra hour even if you're not you know even if you're not playing really like just walking around for that extra hour outside i was like damn dude i'm tired i can't imagine doing that twice like you were doing on that day dude so yeah so yeah that definitely affects it a little bit yep conditioning definitely something we'll work on but overall Fun time. We'll definitely be participating in another tournament at um, and some point. I'll be there, point. dude. I'll be there for the next tournament. I'll um, be holding the bag. I want to see, too, if uh, Lane... I'm going to try to get Lane to... I hope he signs up. I think Lane would have fun at a tournament. I do think it's something where, like, you do got to walk in there with the idea of, like, I'm going to have a couple bogeys. I'm, like, you can't demand yourself to be perfect out there, which a lot of people do, and I understand, like, that's some people's, motive, like, way of competing, but, like, it's the same premise as going out and playing like regular golf. It's not like basketball where it's like, oh, dude, I hit a shot and like I'm locked in on my shot. And like most of the time my shot's locked in like golf and disc golf are definitely just like an up and down thing where like yeah. you will be in the zone and then you're going to be way far away from that zone sometimes too. So and even especially when I come for the second round, and just completely take you out of your zone. No, I was not in a. I, yeah, I'm telling you, it was not you a shot, problem. You shot 15 over in the second round when I was there. But I should. I, one of those was a triple. One of those was a triple bogey and two or doubles that I threw out of bounds on. So yeah, definitely need to work on some stuff. But in my putting, I I had some good putts, but I definitely had some putts where it was like, ooh, that was. And then I also had a couple of times where I definitely made, like, I went early compared to, like, you know, as far as, like, the order of, like, draw teeing like off. I, yeah, I messed up a teeing off, off yeah, once okay. or twice, I think once, and then I think I messed up on the green and, like, stepped too close. Uh, one point, I had a guy who was clearing his disc from the basket, and I was putting for bogey, and, uh, you know... I, like threw I putted, <laughs> I putted basically threw it at his hand and didn't put it in, and like that's just me being like you said, slow down. We're not in that big of a rush or anything, so I need to just slow down and play a little more normal pace. Yeah, and like it's gonna take a long, like the round's gonna take a long time anyway. So, so I need, yeah, yeah I don't need to be rushing about, anyways. Oh, gotta, gotta get it done, you know, gotta get it um, out there. But overall, great time. Um, and before we move out of the disc golf conversation, I do want to, you know. Occasionally drop in a little disc golf pro tour conversation. We do, we do watch disc golf. Too, I man. Yeah. yeah, me and Andy definitely have been in the disc golf pro tour a lot lately. Uh, actually, got a little FPO coverage going in the background right now. Ledgestone final day. I'm excited for the MPO division. It's going to be good. Um, really competitive this week for everybody in both divisions. But anyways, wanted to talk about 
something that most people aren't going to know about, but if you play disc golf, if you catch this podcast, or you play some disc golf at some point, if you watch the disc golf, you probably may have heard about the Nico Catlick Astro situation at the European Open of getting uh, suspended and then uh, you know ejected and suspended and disqualified uh, and then losing his sponsors. And now he has been suspended from the PDGA for nine months. And... There's been a bit of an uptick in the pros not being exactly thrilled with the idea. And the issue was there was a time violation. Then Nico approached, like aggressively approached the uh, ref about it, the official who uh, issued the time violation. And, uh, but the, the, re- the, the official definitely was being a little bit of a, Haha, in your face, Nico. I, I don't but, think so, man. It wasn't, really. I don't think he it was. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was, yeah, he was kind of standing there, yeah. but it was definitely a bit of a stare down. But at the same time, if somebody aggressively approached me like that, I'm gonna stare him down afterwards because I'm like, is he about to punch me or something? Like, yeah, like yeah. So I definitely get him like watching Nico afterwards, and so like step Nico, away from me, bro. Step away, step from, away me. from me. Um, and so Nico Castro has been suspended, and then Paul Macbeth came out and sort of like gave his take that that was a bit outrageous, and he didn't understand it and uh you know i feel like first off if you go by the books people are talking about like the pdga rule book and stuff 24 months is what that like violation could warrant potentially based on the description that the book gives and so like the idea that 24 months is the potential and he gets nine and people are like oh that's that's too much get out of here with that but also you can't be like as a as an upcoming league that's like got like trying to prove itself a legitimate official league and stuff you can't have like your number one player paul Macbeth, like coming out and speaking out so much against like a pgga decision like that especially when like i do think nico is a guy that is known for aggression toward not towards people exactly but like being aggressive when he's not doing well a lot of like yelling and like outbursts and stuff so like when it's a guy like that that shows he has a temper and then he starts getting in somebody's face, I do think you got to sort of set a standard, especially with more people coming into disc golf that could potentially be aggressive people or something that could have a temper. And so, like, you, if there's going to be random people that are signing up for tournaments that haven't played in tournaments, they need to understand that it is serious somewhat. And, like, you can't be acting a fool like that. Yeah. You can't be, like, trying to fight people on the disc golf course guys like that's not and i've in the tournament i played we said it multiple times in our in our on our card the second round through you heard the guy talking about we are in the recreational division i it is not you know i don't want to fight anybody about it but i do want to try and you know but all the same time you do have to have a standard that like you can't just have people like yelling at each uh, people and expect to some of these uh some of these officials and stuff are volunteers. They're not getting Most paid of money. Them, Most of them are volunteers. Yeah. Like they're not getting paid money and like you're gonna like spit in a man's face and yell at a man over one stroke <laughs> when you're oh, bro, if you're telling me Nico didn't get a little spit in that man's face yelling at him like that, I don't right believe there, he's man. right in his he face. Right he's right, right up on him. But also I'm like, Nico, you're not like anywhere near the top of the leaderboard. Like, why are you yelling about one stroke? If you're that worried about the stroke, let's talk about the six you gave up to out of bounds and stuff. How about those, bud? And you didn't, nobody denied anybody's face about that. But a little weird, a little ridiculous. If you don't watch disc golf, I'm sorry for that part. But yeah, 
Nico, calm down. Paul, I don't like it. Hush little, your mouth. A little bit of etiquette never hurt anybody. A little bro. bit of etiquette, like, being nice never hurt anybody. All right. Um, so Andy, we're we got the triumph. The triumph boys were in a rough spot. A couple weather delays. A couple big L's. Big L's. Three and one, five one. With what they said was an own goal, I think it was still Vinton Evans' goal. A little suspect. I still haven't seen that goal to be honest, dude. So I really don't. You, a little suspect. A little suspect, a little suspect but they'll never. They, they, you know, they're never gonna like question what the ref calls there, and they're just gonna leave it. So, anyways, uh, Triumph hosting Richmond last night, one versus two in the league, big matchup. Packed house, yeah, too. Dude. Star Wars night, first off. Very fun. Lightsaber. Yeah. People got lightsabers. Boba Fett was walking about. Shout out Boba. Um, but, you know, it was fun. And uh, the Triumph looked... I thought the Triumph looked good, man. Like, I felt like we said it going to the game that I was like, I hope this team comes out with a chip on the shoulder and is playing like a team that has lost two games they shouldn't have lost. And I think they did. I think they came out... And they didn't really, like, I think it was evenly matched overall, but I do think the Triumph did really well with, uh, you know, handling what they needed to do, and they got the win 1-0. Nico Brown goal in the 90th minute, man. It was ridiculous. little header to the opposite corner of the goal. It was beautiful. Beautiful. Andy, what were your idea thoughts? What did you see out there? Dude, I thought it was good. Yeah, I thought we played really good. Uh, Like you said, had something to prove, man. Uh I saw like in the post game that uh they they had talked during the week about basically like we're better than that. We're definitely better than that and we had something to prove. So they went out there played well. Dude, I thought it was a pretty even game. I thought Richmond was pretty good. And like like you said, dude, good atmosphere like really good atmosphere. Really cool atmosphere. I, I was saying last night I thought it was kind of like a playoff type atmosphere. That's why I felt cool. the, well in the game had the intensity yeah. of a playoff where like the both teams definitely wanted it. Definitely were playing their hardest out there for sure. Um but I was uh Paul, couple big saves. Paul with a massive save right there at the end of the game too. They had a free yeah. kick right there to close it out. And at the beginning of the second half too, he had a we had a wild sequence and he made like back to back saves that were just massive, dude. And yeah, that was awesome. Big win for the guys, man. They just played really good and put us at the top of the table, yeah, man. So top of the table. Really uh, Richmond still second place. I think they're one behind us right yeah. now. But overall, I mean, we talk about every week at uh, this table in the USL League One is so evenly matched overall. The parity is pretty insane and through the league. And, I mean, most of the teams in the top six are separated by, I want to say, like two, two three points. Then you even go outside that, it's like, five six points separating so and there's about nine games left for most teams in the league i yeah. want to say except so, for Omaha, they've got like 12 left or something ridiculous so, like so that, yeah but, so yeah. Over, but overall the i mean season's not done done but definitely on that back third of the season where you want to be getting sort of into the playoff form and i really hope this is a signal that the triumph are going to actually get back to the winning sort of we were seeing mid-season they had going because you've sort of seen it in phases with the triumph here uh, they they started the season struggling a little bit, and then sort of as they got healthier, picked up the wins, started consistently getting the points, got to the first place, and now they've had a couple couple streaky moments. I would say not even the last two games, probably last four games potentially. But then you come against Richmond, look really good, get the win at home, you know, huge three points. So very solid. Uh, 
we were talking about. I think we talked about. I think fifty points probably puts you first or second yeah, place. Yeah, I think that gets you the double buy or the single for, buy. I guess. Yeah, yeah for so, sure. And but, then the home field for that second round, which yeah. would be massive. I mean, I think that's the big thing for the triumph is trying to get that home field advantage. Advantage, and ideally, man, get that home field advantage for, for the, the championship. championship game. Please come on. Um. So yeah, we'll see how the rest of the season goes. You know. Uh gonna be at every home game we can i'll the be last there. four yeah i'll be uh, there it'll be good stuff though it'll be a lot of fun uh andy into the college football season we go i mean yeah. like it's right here what's the first day saturday the 27th week zero i love are you a proponent of week zero i love I that love they it, give dude. us week I zero it. i think it's great like give us a little taste early man and like you got that nebraska northwestern game which by the way I didn't realize this. Did in you realize this? In Dublin. Ireland. Dude, I in saw Ireland. that like two weeks ago, and I was like, that literally makes that a good game. Because I like guess. otherwise, I'm like, I'm not very interested in watching a Big Ten matchup between Nebraska and Northwestern, but like put in Ireland, it's going to be like 11 o'clock. I'm going to be sitting here watching a little Dublin, Ireland football. It'd be great. I love it. I mean, there's going to be nobody there, right? It's going to be dead. It doesn't like, it doesn't make any sense. Or surprise to everybody in the world ireland biggest nebraska fans they are the corn husker central of europe i'm I'm stating it now your hottest take if you live in ireland you're a husker but it's like they did the they did the notre dame navy game there that makes sense though the notre dame they got the the fighting irish like okay but now we're gonna put Cornhuskers and wildcats the the most random two big 10 teams we can find (laughs) together but then, put them in yeah, Ireland. yeah, it's I just, very I random. Really get it, man. Very random. Um, you get a couple other. I mean, you get a little FSU uh, playing a small school. A lot, of, a lot of big schools playing small schools. UNC well uh, playing a, a smaller team. Um, you get a, you get a few good games. Illinois is going to be playing that day. But the marquee one for me, you know what it is. Epic it's rivalry. Epic Legendary rivalry. rivalry. Vanderbilt going. To the Rainbow Warriors of Hawaii. First off, shout out Vandy. They were like, "Yeah, let's schedule a road game at Hawaii. Why not?" Nice little vacation. <laughs> that's, that's a the, genius the move. Of the season. If the dogs ever play Hawaii and it's at home, I'm like, "You fools!" That was a free opportunity to go to Hawaii. You fools. Well, but yeah. and Hawaii's anyways. playing in that tiny stadium. Yeah, playing too, tiny dude. stadium. It's like not even a big stadium. Um, stadium. It's gonna be weird, man. But also, Vandy chosen had one pick. For winning the SEC yeah. East this year, so apparently there is some scuttlebutt. Some some people are talking Vandy decently improved, perhaps. So I'm intrigued to see if Vandy can go out there get a win on the road, or do you fall victim to the old "Welcome to Hawaii Midnight" game? You're getting waxed, bud. That game's pretty late, right? They it's a late. I think it's like eleven o'clock, ten o'clock, ten thirty. CBS Sports Network. It's the most classic thing people fall into. Go to Hawaii for a late game and you get schwapped. So we'll see what happens. But very intriguing. Uh, we get Thursday, September first. Uh, that's gonna be probably the real start of college football. You get a couple good ones. Pitt, West Virginia, intriguing. UCF, uh, South Carolina State. Uh, see how. The Golden Knights, the twenty was that the twenty sixteen national champions, undefeated, <laughs> undefeated national champions. See how they look. New Mexico State, Minnesota. I'm intrigued to see PJ Fleck in a uh, uh, third year. I do believe. See if they keep rowing the boat, as the Golden Gophers like to say. 
Um, but at the same time, New Mexico State, the Aggies, definitely good. Definitely good football team. So you need to watch out. I'm very intrigued to see how that one could go. Uh, Thursday, end of the Friday, I mean, dude, September, that first weekend, you just get nonstop football. It's so great. Those first three days are sick, TCU, Colorado at the night to cap. Little Illinois, Indiana. What's up with the Big Ten all playing just straight conference games? Yeah, that is a little weird. (laughs) It's the weirdest thing possible. State, Purdue, right? Is that, I think that's on, that might be Thursday, yeah, but... Weird games, man. Virginia Tech at Old Dominion. Here's my thing. I don't understand. You fell how, for it last time. Exactly. How do they you get fell for it last these time? Games? I don't understand that. If you're Virginia Tech, you literally like, did it two. Was that two, three years ago? They yeah, did it. Yeah, they you lost, fell they lost for it. Old they Dominion. Fell, yep, you fell for it. What are you doing? Why are you doing it again? It's like a lot of those teams will do. You know, usually teams do like home and home, and then when they're playing those smaller teams, they'll be like, okay, we'll do two home, and you'll get one home. I'm like, why would you do that? Why would you agree to that? I don't understand it, man. And I get that you want to be somewhat nice to him, but at the same time, guys, come How on. About you, no. How about no? We might go take an L at Old Dominion, and it could screw up our season, bro. It's Virginia Tech, I think, did they make a bowl last year? I don't think they made a bowl game. I don't think they made a bowl game last year, man. And, like, you know, that one game at Old Dominion, that could be the difference if that's a home game or if that's a, if that's a road game, you know? So... I just I, I never have understood that, dude. I've never it's, understood. It's a the, weird the move. It's a weird move. It's definitely something that you would see. I feel like you don't see like Clemson's, Bama's, right. Georgia's, the bigger well, teams Tech, doing like it big, now. Pretty big well, squad. Virginia Tech, big squad, but also they were at a point. If you go back, I guess a couple years ago, three, four years ago, they were in a down spot. There's no, they've been in, a and down they've spot they're still in a, a down minute. spot, but like. It definitely was really like to the point where they were like, God, we got to find somebody that wants to play us, right? Yeah. Well, it's like, I know UNC is opening at App State. NC State is opening at East Carolina. Why would you, I just don't understand. Why would you schedule these games? UNC might lose at App State, bro. That's a really tough one. They That's a really tough one. It's going to be sold out, bro. They've already sold out tickets for that game. It's going to be sick, but I'm looking forward to that one. I think that's a nooner on Saturday. I think NC State ECU is a nooner on Saturday too. What, what do the dogs have first week? Are they Oregon? Week one, Oregon. That's three thirty ABC game in the dome in the Mercedes Benz Dome. Feeling uh, good? I, you know, people want to talk. That's you know, the dogs ain't. I don't know. I, I'm not too stressed about it. Dan Landing definitely has a good team, but like it's his first game as the head coach at Oregon. And, like, just like people like to say, Dan Lanning knows the Georgia defense. The dogs know Dan Lanning. So we sort of have an idea of, like, what Dan Lanning's about, what he wants to try to do with a football as far as, like, his defensive paralysis, paralysis and whatnot. So I think I think we'll be okay. I think it'll be an interesting game, but I definitely see it being one that can get out of hand probably towards the second half. Um because I, I do, I stand by. I think Georgia, best tight end room in the nation. Oh, yeah. Maybe, by maybe far. Ever. Ever. Maybe like, ever. Easily could be ever is by far in the nation, no matter who you are. Um, Brock Bowers and Darnell alone start it. And then, like, we have two more young five star guys come. Very nice. Um, but also, people, I mean, people acting like Stetson wasn't a quarterback on national championship winning team. He's coming back and he literally looks in better shape than he was last year. Like 
He's got more muscle on him. He's more studied the playbook more. He knows, like, that's my thing is, and, like, receiver-wise, I feel very confident in our receivers. Dominic Blaylock's not finally going to be a healthy and back. Like, that's a guy that two years ago came in and had potential of being, like, number one receiver for us and has been injured since. So, like, we have a lot of potential for receivers and stuff. So I'm very excited for the dogs. Defense, definitely a little bit of a question mark. At the same time, you still have Keely Ringo at cornerback. That's a, probably a top 10 pick in the NFL draft this year. Jalen Carter on the front line. That's a top five pick in the NFL. Nolan Smith to lock down the linebackers. That's going to be probably a top 30 pick in the NFL draft. Like, there, there's your defense. You have one at every level. Like, that's college football right there, defense, is having a guy at every level, I'd say. So. Okay, so I didn't, like, really prepare at all for this. Yeah. Okay. But I do have one thing I did prepare. What you got? Okay. And this might take a second, so we're going to have to run through this. So I'm listening to the radio, like, I guess it was last week, as one does. And. It's Clemson local radio, obviously, yep. so they're talking about DJ, right? And what they're doing is they're running through all the quarterbacks in the ACC and saying, okay, is DJ better than this guy? Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Right? So people love to do people that. People love to do that. And, you know, everybody pretty much comes to, like, okay, he's probably, like, 7th or 8th or ninth or something like that. That was probably fair. Okay. Now, I know you're a Stetson guy. Stetson I'm also guy. A, I'm a Stetson guy. I'm not a hater. I know he's got his haters. Okay, people love so, hating. I want to run you through the SEC quarterbacks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I want you to say, I'm taking Stetson over this. You know, I got you. Somewhat objective. I got, I got you. Little, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be somewhat subjective. Yeah, and, and, objective and I was, here. I got you. And, and I was going through it now. To be fair, some of these guys, I'm like, dude, who is that? I just don't. It's hard to keep up with all this stuff. I got man. you. Okay. Quarterback rotation at this point in college is like NFL, so. So this is this is this is alphabetical order. Got like you. by team. Yep. By team. Okay. Bryce Young at Bama. I mean, yeah, I'm going to take Bryce Young. Okay. Bryce Young, that's if you're not like you're a fool, don't don't I get it. That's you're fair. Objective. But at the same time, Bryce also made me, he they were like anointing him last year. I think he needed some time. He wasn't exactly foolproof, and he showed it in some games. So won the Heisman. Won so, the Heisman yeah, still. He's part, still part a baller. Yeah, but yeah, I definitely taking him over Stetson. Okay. No offense, Stetson. KJ Jefferson at Arkansas. KJ's my guy now. I'm a, I'm a big um, KJ guy. You know, I will say. Yes, by just a millimeter. You're taking Stetson? No, I'm taking KJ okay. by a millimeter. It's just because I think they have the same winning tenacity, but I think KJ is just that bigger guy. So, yeah. like, you get that extra. The natural. The natural bowling ball yeah. run over a man <laughs> style where Stetson's like, please don't get touched by somebody. I don't want you getting hurt, bud. <laughs> okay. Next is, and I, I, had, I had to look up a lot of these because I was like, okay, who's, who's the, quarter, the quarterback who's the for quarterback? this random school? Okay, Auburn. Zach Calzada. N no. Okay. No. Like, Zach Calzada left A&M because he couldn't start. No. Okay. This is a fun one. Anthony Richardson at Florida. No. Oh, my God. No. I do not here for that. <laughs> go hyping Go watch year, the man. Florida they're, game they're from really last year them. when y'all were hyping him to beat us last year. Go watch it. You'll see what happened. <laughs> okay. Next is Will Levis at Kentucky. That's a pretty. That's a pretty tough that's, one because he was pretty good last I year. I think that's. A, I think that's fair. I think. I think that's a take. Will Levis, and that's just because I think Will Levis is a better. Is has like a legitimate arm 
People are like projecting like him as like an NFL arm. Yeah, like he he's too, potentially dude, but... first quarterback taken in the draft. Okay, so that's three. We're at three so far. LSU Garrett Newsom. No, no, come on, no, and not and none come of the on. and none of the other ones that are there competing for the job under Brian Kelly. I don't. There's like three of them. I don't need any of it. Yeah, you, I, I didn't know who Garrett Nussmeyer was. If you dude, got three quarterbacks, <laughs> you got no quarterbacks. That's what I love to say, but okay, still at three. Mississippi State, Will Rogers. Nope. Okay. I, Will Rogers is a good quarterback, but yeah. I still take Stetson over. And obviously, Will like Rogers. his numbers are going to be crazy because because uh, you got the pirate yeah, calling, you got the Mike Lee's calling the plays. Uh, okay, these next few are probably pretty easy. Brady Cook at Missouri. No. Okay. No. <laughs> I don't, don't need to discuss that. Luke Altmyer at Ole Miss. No. I don't know anything about him. And Jackson Dart's there from USC. And, they got and, Dart. and they're I, talking about not starting it. Jackson Dart. What happened to Jackson Dart being the dude? So if it's Jackson Dart, what are you still saying? Setson? No. Okay. Yeah, still taking Setson. Thank you. Spencer Radler at South Carolina. I think there's a potential where by the end of the season, I could be taking Spencer Radler as a better quarterback than Stetson, but at this time and place, I think Stetson's a better quarterback. Than yeah, kind of got to wait and see what he does, yeah. I guess. Okay. Not saying he's a bad quarterback either. I think he's a good quarterback. I just think Stetson has proven himself a lot better. Hendon Hooker at Tennessee. No. I'm, really? I get Hendon Hooker's great, and it's like, oh, dude. I knew that was going to be a tough But one here's though, the but... thing, and my thing is, is with Hendon Hooker is find me another guy, plug him into that offense. And he's probably going to throw the touchdowns that you're seeing Hinden Hooker take. I don't think this is like Hinden Hooker's manufacturing these touchdowns. I think it's the offense is manufacturing him to look like a great quarterback versus he's just a guy. Well, he really struggled at Virginia Tech, dude. Like, and that's my thing him, is you have was... you have proof when it's when the yeah. when the when the pot's not cooking when the the kettle's not hot. It ain't working for him because he ain't got people around him. When you give him a couple dudes that can go up and make plays, sure, I can chuck a ball up there. I think it's kind of like Spencer Adler too, though. It's mm-hmm. like he's got, he's a little more proven. I a guess, little more a product, proven. But and I still I would year, you'll I would, a lot better I would idea. personally. Here's another hot one for the South Carolina fans. You got a better quarterback than Tennessee. I think Rattler's better than Hooker. That's absolutely a take. <laughs> Spencer Rattler that better a than big Hooker. Take. So okay, uh, two left. Max Johnson is who they had as A and M starter. Of course, there's probably three other. Yeah, guys Yeah, there's three there other guys. It's a competition. I'm good. Okay, and then Mike Wright at Vanderbilt. I'm good. Come on, I don't even know who that was. <laughs> I, I didn't watch Vandy. I'll be watching them when they play Hawaii. We got to do when they lose to the Rainbow Warriors. So we'll be watching. So that's three. It's three to four quarterbacks, and I think that's fair. Like, I don't think Stetson's the best quarterback in the SEC, but like the disrespect that he gets for like not even being in like the top twenty-five quarterbacks in the nation and stuff. Like, that's where I'm like, bro, that's like an outrageous statement, and it's just because like y'all want to act like he's too small and he's on a good team that just is overloaded with talent, bro. If Y'all are willing to act like A.J. McCarron and these quarterbacks for Nick Saban back in the day were Heisman-worthy quarterbacks? Nah, man. It's because Amari Cooper was catching the ball, and A.J. McCarron has proven he's pretty mediocre overall, just like most other quarterbacks. He's you know? still hanging around like, somewhere, like, like, right? I don't even know. I mean, he's like third bench in the NFL somewhere. It hasn't started a game That's since a like 2017. Gig, though, Good for you. You're gig. making a bag. It don't mean you got a arm or talent. I'm just... Just saying, man. Like, 
like the disrespect that Stetson get is gets is outrageous because like there's literally been so many quarterbacks who have not been disrespected that are the same problem, same thing, you know, in the same situations. So I just think that's unfair to do that to Stetson because he's a small guy, and maybe I'm talking because I'm a smaller guy. Dog salty bunch. Salty bunch, but Baddest dude, team in the land. Well, I mean, dude, when we lifting that Natty Trophy again this year, y'all, I'll be just as salty again. I'll let you know. <laughs> uh, and then what else we got? Yeah, big game. No, you're good, dude. Full, no, you're good. Big game. Segment, Ooh, a little Florida. Utah at Florida. I think Bill Napier opening his uh, start of uh, Florida career. A little L in the swamp. That's possible Cam Rising, dude. This that's man, tough. He was going off in the Rose Bowl. Yep. And, like, that's the thing is Utah could potentially be the best team out of the Pac-12 this year, so I think that's a really tough one to open with. Um, doesn't Alabama have a big game to open the seed? They're, no, no, they're they at – they got Utah State. Yeah, and then they play Texas. The week couple two, week two or something. Okay. Yeah. South Carolina fans, y'all hosting Georgia State. Um, Georgia State was pretty good last year, weren't they? Or was it yeah, two years ago uh, that they um, were like a seven, it's, like uh, nine it's wins? Sean Elliott, right? Sean He's Elliott, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So normally decent. Sean Elliott, uh, old South Carolina yeah, little, the intern. So yeah. shout out. We'll see Shane Beamer and the boys see if they can get the win. Get Notre Dame at Ohio State on ABC to close out the night. That's a big game. Really cool, like that. Um, Louisville at Syracuse. So yeah, ooh, Rainbow Warriors another late night, eleven thirty, Western Kentucky coming to the house. Y'all are fools. And then a little Sunday night FSU LSU that will be fun on ABC seven thirty. And then is that where's that played at? We playing that New Orleans? New Orleans. Why would you schedule that? Oh my god, I was noticing LSU. I heard I was watching something. LSU doesn't leave the state of Louisiana until like the first week of October. I'm like, that's so unfair. That's how you schedule, man. That's it's good weird. scheduling for them. Um, I guess the dogs technically aren't leaving Georgia for their first game. Like, that's a home game. Yeah. So, uh, And then Andy, little Clemson, DJ on the road at Georgia Tech in Atlanta. You're going to be at the Braves game the night before. And then I'll be at that game. And too, then you'll yeah. be at that game. So are you, how are you feeling? I mean, obviously, it's Georgia Tech. I mean, yeah. they're I mean, still dude, transitioning out of yeah. the old rambling wreck era. I mean, my thing is we only beat them by six points last year. That's home, true, too. So, But that was also early Clemson versus later Clemson being a little bit of a different team. Being a little bit better, I guess. But, but uh, it's it's kind of hard to tell. I mean, it's going to be a weird game, like being in Mercedes-Benz. That kind of adds a little weird element to it. I'm yeah, maybe not a like fans. a complete sellout either. Like, I wonder if it's going to be... Do well, you think it'll be fully uh, sold out? They're closing out the upper deck. Okay, so, so it's, it's going to be a little like smaller. 45,000 okay. or something like that, but... No, I mean, I feel pretty good. Be, I mean, I think we'll win. I think it's a but, win, but I'm very, yeah, I'm intrigued. I think that's probably one of the more intriguing games of the first week where you get to see what is what is this team different, what's different about the team. Really, the main thing is just seeing right. what DJ what's is What's the quarterback like, situation like? Because, like, if yeah. he does struggle early, I could see that being, like, a very early decision to potentially be moving on to Klubnik, going to yeah, yeah there's i don't know what the guy's name is yeah okay club yeah yep yeah. yeah. so and people want him dude but we'll see i mean at georgia tech then Furman, then la tech so i mean if dj's not lighting it up in those games man people are gonna be calling for his head so we'll we'll see how it goes 
Well, uh, that's about it on week one, week zero college football. That's about all I got for the pod, Andy. Before we get out of here, I did want to note a little preseason started up. We do have teams playing starters. That is intriguing, and which it typically happens week one of the preseason. I feel like you typically see the uh, starters get playing some. But I did feel like there was a lot of teams that were like starting quarterbacks and yeah. stuff like that. So, but want to note, George Pickens absolute menace in college football multiple times we have videos of him squeer squirting water bottles on people on the side throwing a guy into a wall you know dude your boy was a definite a hooligan and whatnot but first preseason game with the uh steelers first round pick for the steelers this year um george pickens scored a touchdown did the AB dance. <laughs> did he really? He did after his first touchdown. But prior to his first touchdown, he did this thing that he did in the in the Georgia Michigan playoff game. Very iconic moment if you can find it on the internet. Where he's lined up to start the play. It's a running play. And he knows it's not coming near him. So he just immediately attacks the cornerback and like full shoves him and he sends the cornerback from Michigan going like 10 yards back or whatever. Well, last night preseason game, he, he absolutely did it to another quarterback that's like a grown man in the NFL. Just tossed him like 6 yards backwards at the start of a play that was not coming his way just bah. And I was like, "God bless." This man's going to be a menace in the NFL just like college. He's got that dog Absolutely. in him. He's got, got a dog, dog in, him. in him. That is exactly what they explained on said on SportsCenter. They're like, he's a dog. <laughs> salty. Very salty. I'm I'm very excited. If you can snag George Pickens in your fantasy draft, Andy. I was about to say, why are you close your that? ears? Why are you telling me that? I'm snag George league, Pickens bro. in your fantasy draft because your boy is going to be getting touchdowns, touchdowns, touchdowns. So, uh, Andy, anything else? Uh, it's an honor to be here. It was awesome. I think I definitely topped the leaderboard now. Guest, dude, yeah, special right? guest. Zach, I told Zach, I was like, Andy said he can fill in. He was like, guest episode. Celeb shot. Celeb shot. By the way, guys, check out your boy, Andy, uh, his music on YouTube, Instagram, all Twitter, all of it, at Snooza. Yeah, at Snooza Music. At yeah. Snooza Music. Okay, so yeah, Instagram, YouTube, all of them. Hit your boy up if you ever need the beats. Um, he actually, when you hear the opening, that is uh, his beat on that's the back me. of the opening on the promo. That's so me. that's him. Check him out. Andy, I appreciate you coming by. And uh, guys, we'll see you next week.